You're listening to Eat Your Feels, a podcast about food, food history, and, and food culture with David Sparks <laughs> and Brandon Miller. drinking some vino mm. some wine and it was a gift <laughs> thanks for clarifying <laughs> i didn't know what vino was <laughs> there we go there it is <sighs> we are drinking some wine that was given to us as a gift from your brother mm-hmm. to hermano james <laughs> i know who he is yeah. now i'm the weird one yeah. um <laughs> His name is James. His name is James, and he makes wine. Um, but he's really good at it. And I know he probably doesn't think really he's good. good at it. I don't. I don't get that. But um, and I know that I'm just a poor person. But I really love it, and I really love the King's Carry. Yeah, this uh, tastes like what rich people drink. Uh, the Grenache, the 2016 Saint Rita Hills Alva. I think that's the mm. winery that it comes from, because mm. he buys his grapes from. It smells like fresh apple. All right. Smell like. Oh, it does kind of smell a little like a Granny Smith. Yeah. But it's like um, it's really fruity and like mm-hmm. fresh. Like it's almost. Yeah, fresh fruit. It's gooder than hell. Oh, it's so good. I mean, this is the second one. I think the second or the third Grenache that he's made that we've tried. Mm-hmm. And I think so far this is my favorite. It's very nice. It's got a lot of really bright fruit flavors that yeah. are pretty fun. Watch, he's gonna message me and be like, "It's not supposed to taste like that. Throw it away." Well, we're dumb people, so we're dumb and we're poor, <laughs> and we like wine we can't afford. And we like everything. So this is really delicious, and I guess that's a fun segue to talk about. We're gonna talk about Thanksgiving. That's where we got this wine. It was the Thanksgiving gods? No, yep. that's not true. James brought it, but yeah. It's delicious, and we drink a lot of wine over Thanksgiving because um, this fancy-ass so person over here has family in the wine-making business. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, and so it's never a dry glass. Yeah, we had we had coffee. Coffee. Up the yin-yang. Everybody was making a pot of coffee. Kombucha. Chembex, kim- yeah. Yeah, lots of things. And so... We had scotch at one point. Yeah, we had a really big menu. We had scotch? Jesus Christ. (laughs) We're drinking like it was 1951. (laughs) So we we ate a lot of really great foods. It was actually a vegetarian Thanksgiving, which was really fun. We'll talk about the details in that. Because that was a fun and interesting experience. It's a fun challenge. It is a fun challenge. Um, and then I brought a little bit of uh, a riette with me, a turkey riette, which was super mm-hmm. delicious. We'll talk about that. Um, in the process for setting up for Thanksgiving, we kind of um, honed our bread recipe yeah. that we've been making, you've been making, yeah. and it's really delicious now. We kind of practiced and tossed around some different flowers, and we made our own butter, we yep. made our own guava jam, we made our own pasta. From local guavas. Yeah. Oh, so good. And then lastly, we have decided to start. We have decided to start kombucha. So, um, if you don't know what booch is, kombucha, <laughs> um, it's we'll learn about it later because yep. I'm not even really sure. So, moving More forward later. 
Let's talk about a Thanksgiving. A vegetarian Thanksgiving. Brought to you by... Spark Gillis. Gillis. Sparks Gillis. Miller. Moving on. That's all the last Posted. names, right? Yeah. Sparks Gillis and no, Miller. No, there was Anna was there too. Well, they got they decided to share their same last name. Oh. Oh, that's you right. You guys let us know. We don't know what your last name is. Yeah. We're just assuming it's Sparks. You gotta at this tell point. me this when we meet. Give me your first and last name. So it was really great Thanksgiving. We got to spend a lot of time with your family. Get to see all your sisters' really pretty houseplants. Yeah. And your sister-in-law, Anna, has a bunch of really pretty little houseplants. We got to hang out with Beatrix, who is the token cute baby this year at Thanksgiving. Yeah. She's real adorable. She won the the title. Yeah. Yeah. We all voted. Arthur didn't come. There was a parade. I mean, Arthur and Ethan could have been contenders. They. For sure. They didn't know how to fix a flat tire. So, so we did that, and then um, we had a lot of coffee. Brian, who also lives there and also Mm -hmm. does wine stuff, he came over. The dogs had a good old time. Oh, the dogs got along so well. Yeah, it's not Thanksgiving unless the dogs are having having a good time. So, uh, let's see, what was our? What would you say would be like? What was our menu? I guess let's start there. Yeah. So the menu is a pretty standard thing, minus the turkey. How did so? How did how did we set it all up? Bread. Um, well, we texted about it. Everybody was yeah. in a text message. We all started talking about who is bringing what. Because your family's so large, like yeah, I think some people don't do it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. But it's easier when you're not cooking all day when people aren't like all trying to share yeah. the same kitchen. Yeah, exactly. That would be like she that's... has a massive kitchen, but still, though, like I think that's my biggest like I don't know. This is the biggest thing I do before Thanksgiving. Biggest is the biggest a word biggest. I should use. This is the most, the most important. Yeah. I know words. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, the most important thing I do before Thanksgiving or Christmas is I set up my mise en place, which yeah. is like a snooty, snooty ass French way slash kitchen way of saying like all your prep stuff. So, yeah. like we had our we we brought dumplings. I made yeah. like herb dumplings that were and pretty you had, delicious. Like, all your dry ingredients. I made all my dry ingredients set ahead. Like I brought mm-hmm. everything I needed for the rillette. Turkey griot, which we'll talk yeah. about here in a second. So we kind of like we had our lasagna pre-made, but yep. needed to be cooked up or warmed up. So yeah, cooked up. Um, <laughs> so that made it a lot easier. But we kind of that's yeah. a thing we do every year. Yeah, we always bring a ton of things to share. Absolutely, because I like I like sharing experiences with people, and like yeah. when I figure out how to do something, yeah. I want to do it really well and share that that knowledge with them. So we brought you brought. Uh, lasagna. You made a vegetarian yep. lasagna. I made a vegetarian lasagna. Um, I made the pasta noodles myself, which is super fun. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. Um, and that was pretty delicious. And then I made my own butter. Mm. And I made my own bread. You did. Yeah. And I brought the dumpling stuff, and I ended up throwing together. Yeah. I guess like helping out. It wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of work to be done that day, which uh-uh. is amazing actually, because yeah. lasagna just went in for an hour. Yeah, and you you made a stuffing on the fly. I made a stuffing on the fly. Yeah. We had like, you know, bread. We, we used rye and it was less of a, it was a stuffing, but because, I don't know, I just felt like it called to me. I made it into a savory bread pudding. I think that's So it's just like all the it. stuffing yeah. seasonings with a little bit of cream and egg and stock and yeah. I let it sit and then I bake and it had like, it had the um, mirepoix, so like the onions and yeah. the celery and the carrots in it, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Which, um, when you put some gravy over that, you're mm. like just... 
And we had mashed potatoes, which Brandon yep. made. Brandon made rash, rash potatoes. Rash potatoes. <laughs> and he uses russets. Yeah. And we found out the reason that you should use russets for mashed potatoes is because they they absorb the most liquid. Yeah. They're like the wettest potato. The dry, well, the driest, right? Because they would soak up more. Sure. They said the the one the potato that soaks up the least amount of liquid is the red potato. Red potatoes, yeah. which is why you want to use those for for like potato salad. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, he uses the, he set this whole process, and he uses a ricer. Yeah. Which I don't know if you know why. I, I just had a hair floating above my, and I was looking for the hair in my eye. So you would use. <laughs> <laughs> so he riced the potatoes. So he riced the potatoes. Mm -hmm. um, and the ricer, like, allows them to be broken down. Billy. Shut up. We're talking to people about rice potatoes. No. It breaks them down into mashed potatoes without creating too much uh, starchy structure. Because if you're not careful, you can overmix them and turn them yeah. into glue potatoes. Yeah. And that's gross. So those were delicious. Um, we had a lot of wine. We had a really good arugula salad that was like pomegranates, arugula, and butternut squash. And we made a really simple vinaigrette. Yeah. There, there was pumpkin seeds on it, yeah. dried cranberries. Yeah. Um, what Blue cheese. Nope. There was a blue cheese dressing on it. Oh, oh, your sister has a blue, she loves that blue cheese dressing. Okay, so, yeah, we had a lot of things that were delicious. We ate a lot. We drank a lot of wine. I can't yeah. even tell you. I don't even know what I drank. I know we had, like... No, I, I, they would they would tell us these things. There was, like, different ages. I'm trying yeah. to think of some of the ones we had for dinner, because we had, like, We had different classes for white and, and red. red. Um, we had a... Uh, James brought over a sparkling... Uh, champagne. Champagne. Yeah, it was a champagne. Yeah, I didn't think you could call it a champagne. Anyways, he brought okay. over champagne, so we all had toasts at the beginning of the meal. Um, we had glasses for red and a glass for white. Found out you don't rinse a wine glass out with water. What do you rinse it out with? Wine? More wine. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wait, does that mean that doing? like people that are really wine serious wash their dishes with wine? Like old wine? No, no, no. Just when you're changing wines. You can't. I know. Oh. I mean, it's making a dumb joke oh, that yeah. nobody got. Oh, I got it. <laughs> no, you didn't. They have a wine fountain that they just... And then they brush your teeth with wine. Yes. There we go. Get out of here. Billy, go lie you're down, please. It. We know. Go lie down. You've used oh. the bathroom. I don't know if you remember this, but you used the bathroom. We went on a walk this morning. We talked about it all morning. First thing. <laughs> We've already done you this. Turd. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Take a nap. Sorry about that, everybody. So yeah, Thanksgiving was great. Um, it was a lot of fun. We you made bread. We brought our guava jam, mm -hmm. which was super yummy. We made guava jam with guavas that were given to us as a gift. Talk about the bread more. Yeah, but then the bread. You want to talk about the bread more? Yeah. Because it's number no, two. No, yeah. Why don't okay. you talk about the bread? Because the bread's your thing. Yeah. I made the jam. You made the bread. That's true. I just so ate I made, the bread. I made the bread. It's a cool recipe. Uh, it's a no-need bread. And you can let it sit in your fridge for two to five weeks, they said. Oh, cool. So it gets, the longer it sits in the fridge, the more sourdough-like it gets. And it's just water, yeast, salt, flour. You stir it and then let it sit for two hours, two to five hours, and you're it's a really I like it because it's a really easy recipe. Yeah. And it comes out with the crispiest crust I've seen. Oof, it's so good. And it has like it's oof, it's so good. Yeah. It has this really good fermented flavor, especially when you're ending like it being in there for like a couple days. Yeah. Or if you um proof it overnight. 
Yeah. Which is really delicious. It has this really good, like, sourdough, but, like, better. Yeah. Mm. And it's bubbly. And, and it costs us very little to make bread. <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah. And so then you just pull it out as you need it. Yeah. Throughout the week or whatever. You can get, like, yeah. four loaves out of it. So now we're, so like, the like super bougie people that yeah. we don't buy bread anymore. We're just making it. Yeah. I mean, it works for us. It takes us money. I, yeah. And it's, it's fun as shit. And it's better, for, it's better, way better tasting than the stuff yeah. you buy at the store. And it's better for your guts. I think, I think so. I don't I know. I process it differently. I don't feel, like, bloated and terrible after I eat it. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. So the really fun part, though, is that you had fresh bread. You made yeah. you made a loaf with just white flour, and then you made one with mm -hmm. rye. I made a, yeah, I brought a loaf with me that yeah. was just bread flour that I got to share with everybody. Um, and then I made a, a batch while I was there, and we baked up too, and it had rye flour in it, and that was crazy delicious. Mm -hmm. But it was so easy to make that I yeah. could just make a batch wherever I was. That's what I liked about it. It was really good with the... And then the, you had made the guava jam. Yeah, it was go really with good it. with the guava jam, but it was even better with the butter, too. So, like... Oh, yeah. Because, remember, we brought guava jam and homemade butter. And homemade butter. And we made homemade butter because you had you had this idea of doing uh, fermented butter. Yeah. Right? I wanted to add um, cultures that would help our gut biome. Yeah. So, that was, yeah. like, one of the ways that, like, if you're sensitive to dairy products... Yeah, because I knew we were going to be eating so much... So much Goddamn cheese... <laughs> and bread but it didn't happen because that process took a week and we were a little bit behind mm -hmm. in doing our prep so we ended up having enough whipping cream around just to make it yeah i know that you pulled up a recipe yeah that has all these really meticulous steps uh, not meticulous it was just showing the stages that butter was mm -hmm. in the recipe which i like as a recipe because i don't like somebody to say to tell me just to whip it until it becomes butter because that stresses me out i don't know the point <laughs> I don't know at yeah. what stage. I need to know times and lengths and stuff like that. So the recipe I read was unpasteurized heavy cream. You whip it till it's stiff peaks. Then you keep whisk whisking it in a mixer until it breaks down and it becomes this curdle thing. And then you just keep doing it till it becomes one big clump. Yeah. And then you strain it usually, right? Yeah. 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 And you strain it with cheesecloth, press out all the liquid, and then boom, you've got your butter. Mm -hmm. But it's not for baking. It's not. It's made just for eating. Yeah. Well, just because. I mean, you could use it for baking, but the thing with the baking is, is yeah, it's, it's going to so melt. Expensive. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's not necessarily expensive. It's just really like. Well, for the that's same not price, you get for. a pound of butter. You can get a pound of European butter, which yeah. is way better for baking than yeah. any sort of butter you can make at home. But yeah, so we didn't have cheesecloth, so I just strained it. Used my hands and made it because it's it's really interesting when you make butter. I'm used to just putting it in a stand mixer it being whipping cream and just turning on the whisk like full blast yeah until you can start to hear liquid slosh around and once you start yeah. hearing liquid slosh around you know that it's broken and that you're you essentially have buttermilk and you have butter floating on top of it yeah and you keep whisking it until it gets all bound up together kind of come you can also use a paddle for this too yeah at this point but um and you just pull it out and strain it but we used to make it at a muse, and you can add herbs to it. You can do whatever, and you can just you roll it out into these really nice, pretty long yeah. rolls, and you can slice it that way. No, no need to make it square, you know. No. Yeah. yeah. But I like the the like we had talked about having that extra liquid in there because it made it a more spreadable. I don't know if it was butter. the liquid or just the quality of the fat. Maybe, it's hard to know. Yeah. But it, but was it definitely nice was a. It was you could keep it in the fridge without it being rock hard. Yeah. 
Which makes it bad for baking. If you're going to do croissants and stuff, you want it to really stay hard yeah. and have a lot of structure. But High fat content, right? Really good. Yeah, so I don't know. Mm, we're yeah, guessing. I don't either. That's, we're guessing. <laughs> so we did the butter, and then um, we also... You made so you made you made your own pasta for the lasagna. Yeah. Wait, did we already talk about guava jam? Yeah. Oh. Where no. Was I? Uh, we didn't. I don't think we no, we talked about butter first. <laughs> so talking about the guava jam. The, we we had uh guavas from all over. No. We, they were local guavas. They came from uh, I think they came from a farm. Some came from my work, some came from our neighbors. Yeah, so in San Diego, when it's guava season, like, people are like, what? And then yeah. all of a sudden, you have a lot of extra. Yeah. And they tend to go, okay, they tend to go bad. Yeah. Fairly quickly. This is the reason why. This is a very gross thing that we figured out. Sometimes Just get it over with. <laughs> they have maggots. Yeah. Okay, so this happens with a lot of fruits, especially if you're living in a tropical area. Um, different flies and different pests will actually lie, lay eggs in ripe fruit and yeah. um, it's, fruit it's will start to rot. And when it starts to rot, the eggs hatch and they become little fruit maggots. So fruit yeah, flies, larva. essentially. This is, the, I mean, what I'm talking about is a fruit fly here. Yeah. They're real terrible. So you have to just kind of process them before they get to that point. It's not like a banana. You can leave it on your counter and it's fine. Yeah. Like, you know, pears are really similar that way. Um, just just make sure you wash it. It's part of having an organic lifestyle. Yeah. So anyways, we, we cook the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Blend them up. Um, and the guavas that we like, I believe they're a pineapple or a strawberry guava. Strawberry guava. They're strawberry pineapple guava. Pineapple guavas are the little green, green ones. Green ones. Yeah. So these are the yellow ones that turn yellow and they have the bright pink inside. Yeah. And they're super floral and super yummy. And they have a little bit of a strawberry flavor to them and a really beautiful, like, light pink color. So when you blend them and you cook it, so the process of cooking a jam is you do whatever ratio of sugar you need and pectin. And we don't have pectin, so we used uh, lemon peel. Yeah, the citrus. Yeah, so citrus peel has a natural pectin in it, and sometimes you can use that and it's enough, especially for high pectin fruits. Like, I know blueberries are that way. Uh Um plums and apricots tend to have a lot of pectin in them and guavas apparently have plenty so yeah. it was really easy to make a quick jam i just boiled it until it I mean until it reached boiling point kind of keeping it moving yeah and um i added a little bit of citric acid to it because i have the powdered kind and i really like it because if you do lemon just lemon juice and you cook lemon juice it can be a muddier flavor yeah and so i did lemon peel so i get the lemon flavor in there yeah. without having to get a muddy better. citrus taste and then I can add citric acid so that it mimics the flavors of well, fresh did, fruit juice. Did you add lemon and lime juice? No, I did oh, not. Okay. I added... Because my recipe had lemon juice in it. Yeah, I yeah. added uh, lemon and lime zest okay. to That's it. Right. Um, and then I cooked it, and then I added a little bit of citric acid to it. Oh. Yeah. So that same effect, I think, like, for me, I'm just very particular about when I when you heat up citrus, it, it changes the flavor. Yeah. And I really like the acidity that balances out something that's really, really, really sweet. Yeah. So, like, jams that are overly sweet are not my favorite. But you can you can have an overly sweet jam. Yeah. But you have to have a little bit of a, like, a bite to it. Yeah. Like a, like a little citrus lift. And so you can achieve that with powdered mm. citric acid. It's the Which same stuff. Some, don't we? Yeah, we do. I use okay. it a lot. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I'll put it in pie filling just a pinch oh, sometimes. Yeah. I know I use it a lot, <laughs> but it's, mm. um, it's the same stuff that's kind of on the outside of sour candies. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I know. I'm thinking mm. about it. It makes my cheeks hurt. Yep. Okay. So yeah. Um, and then 
the next one. Pasta. We want to talk about pasta. your pasta that you made. Yeah. So I made house uh, house pasta. House pasta. For the lasagna. For this house. For this house. <laughs> but I, I wa was watching that Netflix documentary, Oil, Fat, Acid, Heat. Oh, she's the cutest. She is the coolest. I love her. Yeah. It's a great show. Everybody loves it that mm. has seen it. But she was talking about making pasta and how easy it is. And I saw the process and I was like, that sounds a lot of fun. And you just made it. And I just made it. Uh, I, the, it was the second time in my life that I have made pasta by hand. First time was when your friend Karen visited. Mm -hmm. She was taking a nap and just decided to make fresh pasta. For and a, you did a great nice then too, yeah. yeah. And it's it just a ratio of like eggs and egg yolks, so it's like yeah. a protein. I just looked up and it's the one I really like is two eggs and three egg yolks. The lasagna had like a pinch of salt. Yeah, and flour. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think you're, are you using double, double O flour, double zero flour? Yeah, double zero flour worked really well. It's just like a really fine. It's the finest ground flour you can do. So yeah, yeah. we we have a really great hand crank. Uh, pasta roller, yeah, the which pasta is awesome. maker, which is amazing. They're not that expensive. No, I was kind of surprised. They're about ninety bucks. Yeah, but it, I mean, it depends. I mean, if you have a KitchenAid, you can buy the attachment for the same price. The reason why you want to make your own pasta is because it has egg in it, and it's easier to digest. For me, at least, it was easier to digest pasta that has egg in it. The box the noodles that you get has zero egg in it. So no protein. Yeah. Yeah. No protein. Exactly. They're very, very little protein because they're just what oil and flour. It's just it's flour and water. Flour That's and it. water. Yeah. It's generally what happens with boxed pasta. Yeah. So you're kind of it's a bit of I don't know it's a bit more fortified. Yeah. You have a lot more protein in there. I I think the flavor is is so huge improvement. Good. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so we we did all those yeah. lasagna oh. noodles. And we, we par-cooked them, yeah. and we layered them between parchment paper, wrapped them, and then they're, they're in our freezer. Yeah. And the other day, I just put together a really quick, quick uh, vegetarian lasagna. Yeah, by just a squash, kind of accordion right? folding these really long lasagna noodles yeah. with delicata squash, um, ricotta cheese with one egg in it. Yeah. Um, I think we put a little bit, a little bit of tomato sauce, mozzarella. Tomato sauce, yeah. It was really, really delicious. Oh, so And I'm excited good. to do it again because we have more noodles. Yeah. So it's like enough for like three lasagnas. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I highly recommend it. But you, it, you that, put the you actual put... process too was easy too. Like you just yeah. a pile of flour on a counter. You put the egg in there. Make and a well you just start, is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And you just start whisking until it all comes together. You knead it until it's nice and smooth. Let it sit for half an hour. The pasta noodles sat for over 24 hours. Which is great. Them out Which is great, like, yeah. Because mm. you want the protein to really, like, or you want the flour to really absorb the protein and kind of yeah. become one. It's like the same thing why you want to, you want to let your dough rest before you do stuff with it. Yeah. You want it to really come together. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, man, it's good. good. So, yeah, that was really fun. I think we're, we're hoping to do raviolis or angolati next yeah. time we do pasta. Yeah. Little and kind pillows. of Little pillows. <laughs> um, which is, that's what angolati means. Yeah. I think about pillow. that, that angolati that... Josh made every Josh Dorkak at uh, Moss in Ashland. Oh, his so, food is so good. Yeah. Check out his Instagram page. He does oh, really, really amazing. good Angolati. He did this one that I think he's done it a couple it times. Was egg yolk. Yeah. He, truffle. So he sous vide's oh. like egg yolk or he cures egg yolk and uh, tucks it in this little pillow. And I think oh, like yeah. it's usually with like vegetables or whatever and it's fun, mm -hmm. but it's really nice to have that like it was like a spring egg yolk. Like, yeah. yeah. Carbonaro in a little. Oh, bite. Carbonara. Oh, carbonara. Carbonara. Carbonero. <laughs> is what she said. Sabaro. 
Okay. Ooh, mall pizza. Mm. So that All was right. the pasta. And then yeah. the very last thing is... Uh, we ate so much cheese and bread and delicious vegetarian foods that... But it hurt. It hurt. And I, I think that scotch just killed everything in my gut. Okay. I think it murdered it. It's possible. It's also possible that the, the cheese we over... The triple cream <laughs> cheese that we ever did it, it on was probably giggle. bad. <laughs> triple cream makes me giggle. Also, we had a crazy cheesecake. Before we move on, I wanted oh, to mention yeah. the desserts we had. I just forgot oh, yeah, about yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your brother made this crazy rich cheesecake, which I think also killed me. It was yeah. so good. It was like a chai flavored. So yes. it had um, candied ginger in the crust. Oh, and it good. had like cardamom flavored cheesecake. It was almost savory. It was good. It was really yeah. good. Um, and then your brother made one of the best pumpkin pies I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah. So it's like this whole process of like blending and like sieving. And yeah, it, it's a custard custard. Yeah, exactly. It was, it had some jiggle to it, but it was like cooked through. But it was like a thin, almost like a panna cotta texture. Yeah. Like it was so delicate. And oh, it was so good. Perfect. And it makes me yeah. want to eat that pumpkin custard. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to redo that. He sent me the recipe for oh, Christmas. Hell yeah. Because for I a Christmas dessert. I, I for those that can't do gluten, who can't do gluten, we'll do it in a panna cotta I don't want to go back to the old no. pumpkin pie anymore. That no. was just like, that was too good. It has. That's the only way to have pumpkin pie. Too delicate and lovely. And with, with, with you know, handmade whipping cream. we had dessert wine with it. Yeah, that was not. Somebody brought out dessert wine. So our guts yeah. are in the process of recovery. <laughs> um, and when we were there, uh, Brian, David's brother, recovery. is really into kombucha. She has yeah. been now for a couple years. Yeah, for a while. And your sister Michelle makes it. Mm-hmm. We buy it because, but it's so expensive. Yeah. And the reason I always buy it is I really like having the fun carbonated flavors. Like one of my favorites is the guava goddess. Yeah. And it's carbonated good. and it's super good. You can do a chia seed soon. Yeah, but it's like four dollars, right? Yeah. It's a lot of money for, for like a small ounces? beverage. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, kind of saw how everybody else does it. Like the Scoby really kind of makes me want to gag a little bit. Oh, it looks like yeah. one giant floating booger. <laughs> and the Scoby is like the bacterial and yeast colony. Yeah. And it's it's an acronym. Um, but it like kind of creates that film on your container and it ends up like layering. So this bacterial colony kind of fills the beverage with probiotics, like I guess. So SCOBY is an acronym. Yeah. Do you know what the acronym stands for? I can't remember. Symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. Symbiotic culture. Culture. Of bacteria and yeast. Of bacteria e yeast yeah so scoby scoby symbiotic s culture c yeah. o of i guess yeah b SCOBY. bacteria and yeast is the y, y. Yeah. so scoby yeah. so it's like this uh colony yeah it's a fermented tea that is chock full of good for you yeasts and bacteria it's made by using a giant culture that looks like a small frisbee called scoby like a booger frisbee. Yeah. Like a frisbee made of boogers. So did somebody, somebody saw this or they have been doing a process similar to it. Like, okay. you, like. If you've ever worked at a restaurant and they serve iced tea and they have that like really weird rule where like you've got to throw your tea away every three days. <laughs> right? And you're like, yeah, but like orange juice keeps longer. Why do I have to get rid of iced tea? And then you have that lazy coworker who just changes the sticker and says, yeah. we just made this three days ago. It's fine. <laughs> sometimes you ever seen it where it gets so old it's got floaties in it yeah yeah i have scoby think about it i mean like whatever it is about tea it has that weird nature and it wants to become a beverage a brewed oh, beverage that's so gross 
but honey. So we're going to do a the first batch of the kombucha when it's yeah. ready, and then we're going to bottle it a second time with a little bit of fruit puree mm-hmm. and sugar to yeah. create carbonation. So we're oh. going to do a secondary fermentation process, kind of like what people do in beer. Yeah. So when you bottle your beer, that's the process in which you provide carbonation. Add a little sugar. Yeah, something yeah. that allows the yeast to build up mm-hmm. uh, CO2? Yeah, carbon yeah. dioxide. Carbon dioxide. Um, and it's delicious. And yeah. I love that's I love carbonated fizzy water. I love carbonated kombucha. Yeah. It's probably an addiction at this point, but well, I love it's it. It's delicious. Yeah. Our it's body good. and our you told me the our body naturally craves that fermented like we do. flavor and yeah. sensation. Like kimchi. Yeah. Or sauerkraut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like what I'm craving beer, it's really nice to use have kombucha because it, yeah. it helps with the craving. But then uh beer fucks my guts up. Yeah. I gotta be careful. And so. it's hard to sleep after you've had a lot of beer. And just like rolling around like a little fart grub. <laughs> Full of gas. <laughs> Trying not to move. Oh, can we mention just real quick how we taught Beatrix how to make fart sounds? Oh, yes. Uh, one of the th- really great Thanksgiving memory is that we got to teach yeah. our niece how to make fart noises on her wrist. This is the second yeah. of your niece nephews that we've taught. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of our thing. I mean, it is. Any, if you have she's children, she's really good at it. I mean, we're gonna teach them how to make. How old is she? Four. Uh, Almost three. She's three. Yeah. So we just taught a three-year-old how to make fake yeah. fart noises. Tell you, if you can learn how to make fart noises at three, you're going places. Yeah, possibilities are endless. <laughs> That's what we're gonna. I remember when you were just three, you were you were making fart noises at four like a professional. <laughs> so it was fun. <laughs> oh, speaking of which. I have great news to tell you. The kombucha is ready for its second oh, fermentation it process. It is. So. How do we do this? I'm going to call Brian, my brother. Oh. Uh, we're going to surprise him. <laughs> and he's going to walk us through the process. Okay, cool. Cool. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's also Brianna. And Brianna. You're on speakerphone. Okay, Billy's here, too. <laughs> He's terrible. Uh, question yeah. for you. So we're, yeah. um, how long have you made kombucha? Uh, wait, are we recording right now? No. no. Would the, uh, these are, yeah, this we is are. just what we're going to ask you. What are, um, how many years, how long how many have you years? been making kombucha? Um, it's been a few years, but I, uh, let's see, maybe... It was probably about three years. Oh, wow. Who taught you how to do this? So I learned from a friend um, who she received her first uh, scoby, the the mother, from another friend um, that they knew. And so um, I kind of got the basics from her. And then... And the scoby is like the, the big boogery disc. That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Looks, yeah, like a big booger thingy, placenta looking, I don't know, <laughs> alien monster what? thing. Did you call it a placenta? It's called it a yeah, placenta I heard, I, alien I heard monster. Call it. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. Somebody called it, what is this, like weird flesh baby thing? <laughs> like it's the thing. Like it's going to grow up and become you and then walk out of your house and take yeah. over your life. It reminds me of... Exist on the side of your yeah. body like a uh, total recall. 
It reminds me <laughs> of uh, X-Files, the movie, mm-hmm. when they have those bodies that are getting, like, they're turning into a liquid, almost. Nope. Do you remember oh. when they were pushing on it? Yeah, I think I remember After that. After the black oil yep. went into them, and then it just, like, drained yep. them of everything. And they turned into this yeah. gross, scoby-looking thing. I remember that. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was, the movie was, I mean, there's a ton of information online that was, um, there was like kombuchacamp.com, I think, and then ended up getting a book called The Big Book of Kombucha. Ooh. Oh, yeah, your um, sister showed us that book. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so that, yeah, so there's just research and stuff, and I mean, it's such a simple process, but yeah. it doesn't take a lot. Have I you, you ever, could, you can do, oh, go ahead. Have you ever, um, done a second fermentation process to carbonate it before? Not yet. So I was I was trying to get into that, and then just because a lot of other stuff was going on, I kind of took a break from yeah. making kombucha. Oh, and, yeah. uh, but so I haven't done a lot of the second fermentation mm. stuff. That's what we're going to try. Yeah, so if we have a ratio it. that works out, we'll share it with you. Because we gave you oh, one right. of those bottles yeah, right. from Trader Joe's. Yeah, and that's what we're going to use you do what? for. The green bottle? Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think, because there's, like, I know, like, there was lots of articles online. You can get, you know, add some, like, different yeast to it. I know in, in wine, they have a ton of different yeast. I would be curious to know if you could use that as well. I imagine. I mean, they use yeast when you're yeah. making beer. You yeah. do, like, uh, champagne, champagne yeast. Yeah. What might be really fun to give that a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, you know, we did the, the one batch, did a few batches with fermenting wine to kind of flavor it and give it. Um, that was good. So, that's that's really, really cool. good kombucha. Like a wine kombucha? Cocktail? <laughs> yeah. That sounds delicious. So. All right. Well, yeah, you can do pretty much anything with it. Well, then, um, talking about how easy the process is, tell us what we do. So, uh, the five, I, I put the scoby in the, the tea water, which had sugar in it, um, which I got yeah. from you and Michelle. And then we put it in the jar. It's been sitting in a dark cupboard for five days. The alarm went off last night. Okay. Um, so what's the next step? So the next step is you basically want to check it um, every day to see how much or where you want to stop it at. Because you oh. can do, I mean, you can have a sweeter or if you like the more vinegary, you know, stuff, you can let it go longer. Because that's um, what it is right now. It's it's a little vinegary. But it's only slightly. Yeah. I think yeah. that's where we want to stop the process. Yeah. Yeah, so once you get to a point where you want to stop the process, then you, you know, you remove the scoby okay. and start a new batch for that. Um, and then you can add any sort of flavoring that you want to do, fruits or vegetables to the, the, oh. the finished kombucha. Okay. Um, and, and so, you leave that in... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so I just take out the SCOBY, set it aside in another container. Do yep. I keep any of the liquid for the SCOBY? Yes. You you always want to keep a cup okay. of fermented, or the, the finished kombucha and then to I just, put over the top of your okay. SCOBY. And I just add that to um, the next batch. Yeah. And then you, okay. you always make sure you pull from the top um, of the, the kombucha or kind of pour it off. You just don't want a lot of of the dead yeast and yeast stuff that's on the bottom to oh, go okay. into your next batch because it can you you can mess up your ratio if you have too much yeast oh, in a batch I gotcha. or not enough. So okay, 
So pull from the top for the next batch. Yeah. Even just, you know, pour off direct. You, the first thing I do is I pull the scoby out and then I pour a cup um, of kombucha to put on top. Oh, okay. Easy. But just be careful yeah. not to get and any of the yeast on the bottom. No, I mean, you can get a little bit, but just okay. don't. I think the idea is to don't pour it in, like, out of that container and then use yes. that because uh, then you'll have all the, the cloudy yeah. yeast stuff mixed in. Gotcha. Okay. So. Cool. And then that just starts um, the next batch. We're going to do a fermentation, a second fermentation. Yeah, we're going to yeah. do guava and we're going to try to do blueberry, I think. Yeah. The two flavors they want to do. Ooh, that sounds really good. I, I've done blueberry before and it's really good. Because cool. I want to do, uh, we're going to use like fruit purees. Yeah, we're going to do a fear. Ooh. <laughs> we're going to do a fruit puree and then we're going to do a jam. Yeah, one. so one with a fruit. I've never the, tried that. The fruit oh. puree. The fruit? Fruit puree. Um, I think we're probably going to add a little bit of honey or agave as an yeah. additional sweetener Ooh. to let the yeast eat off of yeah. it. Yeah. So it gets bibbly. Yeah, because you adding that extra sweetness will help, I think, build your, uh, what do you call it, give you more bubbles. Yeah, because that's yeah. what I really like. So, that more yeah. Yeah, uh, bacteria. I've never parts. really been able to get it to that point to have, you know, like a store-bought one. Yeah. Um, I want to go so bad. It will take time to try to find the, the right balance. Yeah. 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 That's what we're going to try out so, right now, actually. Yeah, and there's, a, there's, some, yeah, there's a lot of stuff online on how to, you know, try different things. And, mm. Oh, uh, that's cool. But yeah, I'm, I've always just done, you know, like cut up apples or fruits, different fruits, and put them in there. And then cool. um, I've done like green beans once, which actually were pretty good. Wow. So, and a few other things that were not good, like mushrooms did not work out so well. But it was wow. kind of fun to just Why do you think mushrooms would be good? <laughs> I don't know. It was just to, to try it. Like, I wonder what this would taste like. What if we did a roast beef sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's no that different be than good. green beans. What about, what about a grilled cheese and tomato soup kombucha? Ooh. Or pepperoni pizza kombucha. Tomato might be interesting. <laughs> Tomato actually might yeah. be interesting. Yeah, it yeah. might yeah, be pretty that good. Be, yeah, I mean, and that's the fun thing to like, you can, once you start having a couple batches and you you can make, I think at one point I was doing like uh, four of those one gallon mason jars. Oh, yeah. Um, at once. So, you know, you just have multiple ones going, but like, yeah. you can do, try different teas. I've done, and you, you know, did coffee one, which I was not a fan of. Oh, wow. Uh, I've done dandelion tea, Ooh. which made some really good stuff. And Brian, you you mentioned the the jar. Um, can you mention that again? Because you bought us a jar for our kombucha. Yeah, the one my my friend when she got hers, she got these big like I think they're just a gallon mason jar. Yeah. That works really good because it has a nice wide opening, so you can get your hand in there to yeah. put the scoby in and stuff. Um, but you can use other things too, like uh, you know uh, what do you call it? I can't think of the term. When, when you make it out of clay <laughs> or um, stuff like that. Oh, like um, a terracotta? Yeah, or some sort of other sort of jars that you, it doesn't have to be just glass. You just want to make sure it's food safe Yeah, and, and it won't get anything leached out of it because I okay. think the kombucha has a higher pH. And you just put one coffee filter over the top with a rubber band. And that's yeah, it. yeah. That's all you need. That, yeah. that All that is there is to... Want to kind of let it off gas, you know, breathe. 
Yeah. And to keep things from getting into it, like fruit flies and bugs. Yeah, because they're going to love it. All right. So, well, I think that was all the questions we had for you, Brian, about the kombucha. Yeah, yeah um, we'll have to keep you updated on mm-hmm. how our secondary processing works, because oh, I'm yeah. excited about it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You... So I, it is, oh, it's just, it's kind of a fun process to see everybody kind of give, because you always end up with more, and then you're like, oh, I'll give one to my friend, or somebody will ask you, be like, what's this? And then they're like, oh, I'll, I want to do that. I, you know, my friend got one from a friend of hers, and then... I gave mine to, I actually sent mine in the mail to Michelle, her oh, sister. And no way. Then, then, yeah, that's the one that you guys got that she's kept going. Wow. Um, you mailed it to her? This, yeah. Because, I mean, all you have to do is, they're, they're pretty strong. That's you don't want to freeze them or get them too cold. But Yeah. Because even, I mean, if then, you get it too cold, then it just goes dormant. That's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It just it yeah. comes and back when it warms up. Just don't let it freeze. Yeah, and it. It tells you, yeah, how to kind of restart them. And then you can keep them in, like, little, they call them Scoby Hotels, where you keep mm-hmm. your extra ones in a jar that just sits off on the corner. Um, <laughs> I want a so, Scoby Hotel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, and then, like, once that liquid gets really, you know, vinegary, you can even make vinegar out of it. All yeah. sorts of stuff. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I kind of forgot. I almost forgot the name of your guys' podcast. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I keep almost telling oh. people our Instagram handle instead of the name of the podcast. I'm like, That's oh, it's called EY thinking. Feels. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then I'm wait, like, wait, wait a minute. Feels. Eat your feels. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but uh, well, thanks for talking with us, Brian. Yeah, thanks for. Uh, it's been for, a lot of uh, calling. All right. Well, love you, yeah. and thanks, we'll talk Brian. to you later. All right. Here's a good quote to end our podcast on. Uh, This one is from Oscar Wilde. After a good dinner, one can forgive anyone, even one's own relations. That's great. And see, and that's what Thanksgiving is all about. Not harboring grudges and not being mad. Yeah. This is Brian Sparks, and you've been listening to me talk with David and Brianna, the hosts of the Eat Your Field podcast. And thank you for listening, and go out and enjoy some great 